And good evening, one and all, all live tonight on Sirius FM Channel 167, Canada Talks. I'm Joe Chisholm, flying solo here tonight in the Race Time Radio studio. It's Frosttoberfest weekend at Flamborough Speedway, and Joe Jr., of course, is down at Flamborough. He's spotting today for J.R. Fitzpatrick, and those guys are currently in intermission right now. Uh, we're getting ready to start all the features for tonight, and uh, of course, triple fifties for late models. We're going to have some bonus stuff for you here tonight. We'll have some live actual uh, reports from Flamborough Speedway. We got Jerry Paxton all wired up. He's in Quick Vic, uh, Quick Quick Victory Lane at Flamborough Speedway, uh, where uh, he and Kevin Small have been calling the races all day. Uh, yesterday, Gary Calling jumped in the booth. Uh, we've had all the coverage all live on Race Time Radio through the last couple of days. And, of course, we had to intercept the guys for tonight's live broadcast here on Race Time Radio. Uh, they are over on Tune. if you want to have a listen. Um, you can maybe do both. Have a listen to them and watch Race Time Radio, uh, whichever, wh- whatever way pleases you. Uh, let me tell you who we got coming on the show tonight. It is a star-studded lineup. Uh, we're going to kick it all off in just mere moments with the number 16 car, the Super Late Model Series champion. It was the inaugural season for the Super Late Model Series out on Canada's East Coast. They put the cherry on top just last night, crowned their champion, and it was Dylan Gosby, good friend of Race Time Radio. We haven't seen Dylan in a while. Dylan Gosby is the champion, and he was crowned that last night. Now, the number two car of Ashton Tucker went to victory lane again. He went and stole the thunder, Uh, so good for Ashton. We haven't got him on tonight, but we will try and get Ashton lined up over the next couple weeks, as we always try and do. Uh, and grab those key winners. Uh, But tonight, Dylan Gosby is going to join us from PEI. Then, how about this? Canada's National Series champion, Trayton Lapsovich. What a season Trayton had in the number 20 car uh, for Scott Steckley Racing. And uh, Trayton Lapsovich did an amazing job all season long. I believe he had seven wins over the course of the series, and uh, Trayton Lapsovich is going to spend some time with us tonight all on Race Time Radio. Looking forward to that. Then, how about Rick Spencer-Walt? We tried to get Ricky on last week, and of course, he was tied up with his racing. He was. Uh, we, we tried to get him on, and he had to uh, jump into the race car, and uh, he, he didn't get off until, or he didn't get out of the car until after the show was over. So, I've been in touch with Ricky, and uh, we got him on the show tonight. Uh, he was a busy guy at uh, Flamborough Speedway just yesterday. Uh, he's two divisions in Oscar. He ran the hot rod, and he ran the modified. He hit pay dirt. He got himself an igloo, one of those beautiful London recreational trophies that are all designed for Frostoberfest. Ricky got one. He's only been trying for a few years. He got one just last night. We're going to talk to Rick Spencer-Walt on the program tonight. 
Then, how about the 99 of Craig Slondwhite, three-time champion in the Parts for Trucks. Whoops, there I go again. The East Coast International Pro Stock Tour used to be Parts for Trucks. Um, but it was Craig Slonwhite in the 99 car nailing the championship. That's his third title in a row. So good on Cole or good on uh, Craig. He's going to join the show tonight. And then, of course, we got the 30th annual Autumn Colors Classic Weekend coming up next weekend. We get turkey, we get stuffing, and we get the best racing of the season at Peterborough Speedway all on the same weekend. JP is going to join us. He's the owner of Peterborough Speedway, and uh, we're going to talk all things Autumn Colors Classic Weekend with JP tonight. Get all those blanks filled in. Any questions? I know I had one from a couple of fans emailed in, and they have questions that I'm going to put right to JP when we have them on the air here in just a bit. So that's what we got coming at you tonight, along with some live coverage, I might add, from Flamborough Speedway. Uh, all that to come. But what do you say? We kick it all off. I can see him up on Zoom right now. Driver, the number 16. He is a champion. He is from PEI. Dylan Gosby joins us. What's going on, Dillmeister? I have not seen you in a long time. How you doing, buddy? Hey, Joe. Good to see you. You're looking good, man. Haven't seen you in a while. It's Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, hey, you got you got a brand new car sitting behind you, or at least wait, is that just a new paint job, or is that a brand new car? Because last time I seen it, it was red and white. Yeah, that's uh, it's a brand new car, man. You're right. It's uh, actually from your neck of the woods. This is a McCall car. Uh, it's a beautiful car. Bad fast. It's a it's a pretty nice piece. Oh man, it looks it, Dylan. Uh, how's things been going? Of course, champion, the inaugural champion in the Super Late Model Series, brand new series that started out east. Uh, and you got, and you go to Victory Lane in the championship and get the crown. That's got to feel fantastic, my friend. Yeah, it's pretty exciting, man. Uh, it really hasn't set in yet. I mean, it's it's, it's cool and all, and, and I wanted to be that guy to win the inaugural one and. I mean, I was pretty confident we could do it uh, when they announced it. Like, not to be cocky or anything, but I was like, it, "It's my three best tracks. It's, it's not my first rodeo. I've been around for a while, so so I was looking forward to it." And you're right, man. It is pretty. It's pretty awesome. That's the way to do it, Dylan. I couldn't think of a more deserving guy than you. I've seen you go from victory lane. I've seen you have tragedy. Uh, behind the wheel of the race car. I've seen you do it all, but man, if there's anybody that's earned his way to a title, it's got to be you, and uh, good to see. How about the crew? Do you got the same guys that you used to have back when I was out there on the East Coast covering you guys? Because you had a stellar crew then. Yeah, you got it right, man. I have the best guys with me, and I've had the same ones since day one. Um, awesome guys, Kent Livingston, Jody, Danny, Kent, Ron, I think I said Ken twice, but yeah, it's it's been all the same guys for the whole pro stock career, and then Kent and Danny, I actually started crewing for them, and then it's kind of come full circle, and now I'm driving for Kent, so it's pretty cool. Yeah, look at that shoe does go on the other foot every now and then. That's a way to have it, uh, Dylan. You've always been a competitor that uh, fans really key into and watch you on the racetrack. doesn't seem to matter what track you're on. You adapt to things really quickly. What was it like this year being on the track with maybe some guys that you're not used to being on the track with? What was it like to adapt to the new series? 
Yeah, it was a, a big bunch of guys, and like there was twenty six to thirty cars every week. And I mean, it was all a great bunch of guys. There was there was no really bad apples or whatever. Everybody showed a lot of respect. And yeah, like I, I love the challenge. I like rolling with the punches. I like the same old thing gets boring. So when, when it gets mixed up, man, it's awesome. Yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be. I've followed the series all the way through. Never got a chance to go see one or call one. Hopefully we can change that in the future. Uh, I'd really like to key into uh, everything that the series has going on. But it was a bold step, right, to come out in the Maritimes and start a new deal. Uh, Was there a question in your mind as a competitor, as a veteran competitor, when everything was announced, did you look at it and go, oh, that's cool, I'm going to go do that? Or did it take a little bit of convincing to say, hey, we got Dylan Gosby on our lineup? Uh, there was no convincing for me, Nidus. Um, I think there was kind of an opportunity there for a little bit of a while. Um, change is always good. Competition is good. And I think it brings the best out in both parties. Um, I mean, it, it does suck kind of splitting the two groups of guys up and having competition go in different directions, but I mean, there's still a healthy group of competitive cars on both sides. And I think it's, it's the future looking bright for both. And I can't wait, man. Yeah. And that's the key, right? As long as both can be successful, uh, watching the results and seeing what I seen out of the pro stock tour and following along on social media for what you guys were doing. I'll tell you what, as a race fan, it is tremendous because you had, Pretty well pro stock tour racing or pro stock style racing pretty well every weekend. If you wanted to pick up a race, you could. And uh, that's always good for race fans, right? If they can get a race, that's what they're that that's what they want to do on the weekend. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, there could be too much of a good thing as well. It's, it's There's only so many fans and so much money and then the teams like myself only have so much time. It's it gets tough to spread it between racing and the family and work. But like you said, man, if you if you wanted to catch a race, there was no problem catching one. There was top-notch racing all across the Maritimes every weekend. And, yeah, you had your pick of what you wanted to catch. Well, if you're just tuned in to Race Time Radio, welcome aboard. We're with a champion just crowned last night at Petty International Raceway. It was the final stop of the Super Late Model Series out on Canada's East Coast in the Maritimes. Brand new series, inaugural champion is this guy, the number, I almost said 91 again, the number 16 of Dylan Gosby. He is from PEI. Dylan, uh, let's take a look through your season. You mentioned it pretty well off the top. Three of your favorite racetracks is where the series went to. Let's talk about it. How many wins did you get this year? And uh, was it a, more of a case of being Mr. Consistency, like you always are, behind the wheel of a race car? Or did it come down to the wins? Uh, well, I, I can say a bit of everything, I guess. Um, we won four of the six heat races, which was max points out of them. Uh, and we won a feature, which is good. And we won the heat race that night. So that was max points that night. And then we had a second and a third and a fourth. And our work finish was a ninth, I guess, at Fredericton. And we didn't quite bring it home the way we wanted to last night. I mean, we had a bad fast car. We didn't plan on taking a brand new car to the biggest race of the year for us, <laughs> racing for a championship. We had planned on debuting it at the Mike Stevens Memorial, which is now coming up this weekend. 
but we had tested for that race and and the car was was really fast and comfortable to drive so it was kind of a no-brainer in one sense to bring your best bullet that you have but unknown on how long it will last with the new car gremlins that typically seem to happen and thankfully we made it to the end of the race we just got across the finish line and the transmission ended up blowing up and we had no gears i wanted to do a burnout to celebrate winning the championship and and there was no goal left in her so we had to get a push to the victory lane to celebrate and that was the end of it. So it just happened by the skin of our teeth there. Well, that's the racing gods looking down on you going, Dylan, don't wreck a good thing. Here, take your transmission out so you can't do that. Uh, it, it sounds- yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was meant to be, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it happens, right? Uh, good, good thing it happened after the checkered flag flew. Uh, and, yep. well, we got to talk about it now, the Mike Stevens Memorial that got rained out a few weeks ago. Uh, we had some terrible weather roll into Canada's East Coast, as everyone on the East Coast knows, whether you're in the States or up Canada's side. Uh, it was terrible weather roll through. Uh, it did cost the Mike Stevens Memorial to get moved. It comes up next weekend at Petty International Raceway. It's not a 150. No, no, the four of Mike Stevens you like to do everything big, and uh, even in the afterlife now, it's going to be a big race. I want to say it's 254 laps, if I remember correctly. It's a long race. Sure. What? Uh, how do you attack it? Uh, like, are you going to use the new 16 car? And what happened to the other 16 car that was a bullet? Uh, we, we still have the other car. It's up the street at Ken's shop. I'm, I'm sitting at my house here right now. Um. It's it's a tough question. It's, it's the same same thing. We know the other car will make it to the end of the race, and it, it's bad fast too. I mean, we raced door to door with Corey Hall at the last SLMS race there for fifty laps side by side most of the time. If you weren't racing for points, you probably could have got the win. But then when you're racing for points, you gotta make it to the end. Take those risks. So we didn't do it. And, yeah, take it again. That's okay. That's okay. It all comes full circle, right? Uh, Everything comes the way it's supposed to. Uh, The Mike Stevens Memorial, how will you attack it? You put a lot of emphasis on your qualifying or with such a long race, Dylan, does it matter where you qualify as long as you're in the field? Yeah, I think just qualifying for the race in general uh, is is a big step. Um, As far as uh, strategy goes, it's I don't think it really matters if you start up front or if you start. I mean, it's it's easier to avoid the carnage, but you've seen some of my races. I've been wrecked leading the race or in second or whatever. It's not always the safest place when you think it would be. But um, I mean, you're you, you got to pit at least once according to the rules, so that the whole field is going to cycle anyway. You're you're going to end up up front at one point. Is just to to be there, the guy that's there at the end of it. That's what we hope to do. Well, I can guarantee you're going to be one of those top five cars at the end, probably out front, uh, coming off the momentum, the championship, and the season that you guys have put together. Uh, it, it's got to take a lot of the pressure off. How about sponsorship on that 16 car? I know they got to mean a ton, Ben. Uh, pick a care on the side of this car. We got uh, Cornwall Self Storage, Clam Diggers, Shine Depot, and Powered Up Electric. Okay. Hit, hit those first ones again because your uh, signal's sort of locked up. I think I missed the first couple. So do them again. 
Oh, sorry, man. Yeah, it's pretty shady here sometimes. It's uh, Picket Care, Cornwall Self Storage, Clam Diggers, and uh, Shine Depot was the first few that I mentioned. Yeah, perfect. Well, we got them all in. I like that Clam Diggers, uh, especially when you're out in PEI. They'd be coming, coming in kind of handy. Dylan, this has been great catching up with you, man. It's been too long too many miles in between us getting you back on here. And I know throughout the course of the off-season, for everybody else, it's an off-season. For us, we keep our foot right to the floor. I know we'll get you back on and find out what the plans are looking like for 2024. Probably a safe bet to go. You're going to go back out there and defend your championship, right? That's it. That'd be a pretty safe bet. We'll definitely be drawn in the SLMS races again. And, I mean, I would do a couple of races in Ontario. We may be south of the border a little bit. You never know, man. But we will definitely be, like you say, the, the pedal to the floor all year round. And we'll be getting the cars ready. And we'll be doing lots of racing next summer for sure. Buddy, you will fit like a glove no matter where you show up. You'll be a threat to win. I don't care what track it is or what day it is or where it is. Dylan Gosby always comes. Uh, loaded and ready to go. Dylan, thanks so much for this. Congratulations on the championship, man. Couldn't think of a better guy. Uh, congratulations and uh, savor that victory, man. You bet. Well, it looks awesome, like- Joe. Thank you very much, man. It was good talking to you. Good catching up. You betcha. That's Dylan Gosby out in PEI. Uh, what a tremendous series. Uh, Brent Roy and all the guys put together out at uh, out in Canada's East Coast uh, ran at Petty International Raceway Speedway 660 in New Brunswick, and then out at Oysterbed Speedway in PEI. Of course, that's where Dylan would call home. A lot of competitors from each one of those markets. It was really really cool to see, and uh, we're going to get more of it in. Uh, in, in the next season, uh, looking really forward to it. Uh, we're going to hit a quick break here on Race Time Radio. Uh, when we come back, hopefully we got Trayton Lapsovich all lined up here. Our 2023 NASCAR Pinty Series champion, our national champion. He's coming up next, all live here on Race Time Radio. Stay with us. This is Glenn Watson, driver of the 22 Race Two Way Super Late Model, and you're listening to Race Time Radio. From coast to coast, coast. you're listening to Canada Talks. Race Time Radio is brought to you by RPM Race Parts. Order today, race tomorrow. Also by VP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. And by Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. It's time to get back to the racetracks. For over 30 years, Quick Quick Fire Starters have fueled the sport on and off the track, making lighting your campfire as easy as one, two, three. There's no need for kindling or paper. Just pop your Quick Quick Fire Starter in the pit, add your wood, and presto, you're a pro. Quick Quick Fire Starters, no harmful chemicals, and guaranteed to light your fire every time. Quick with Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. Hey, this is JP from Peterborough Speedway. This Thanksgiving weekend, October 6th to the 8th, we are hosting our annual Autumn Colors Classic, the biggest racing event in Ontario. 
APC Auto Parts and Pure Country bring you three days of racing action at Peterborough Speedway. This year, the Speedway hosts 10 divisions of racing action, with the best drivers in the country appearing. On the schedule this year are the Bone Stocks, Mini Stocks, Olmaris Modifieds, Outlaw Midgets, Junior Late Models, Legends, Super Stocks, Late Models, Oscar Hot Rods, and Modifieds. Got the winner to fix it. Friday, it's first round qualifying for the Bone Stocks, Mini Stocks, Super Stocks, Legends, Hot Rods, along with an OMRS 25 lap feature in the non-winners races. Gates open at 5 and racing will start at 6. Saturday, second round qualifying action with B features, late models, junior late models, and outlaw midgets added to the bill. Sunday, October 8th wraps it all up with the feature events for all divisions, including the late model Electric City 167. Hero Speedway and Toronto Motorama bring you the crown jewel of racing, the 30th annual APC Autumn Colors Classic weekend of October the 6th to the 8th. Visit PeterRoSpeedway.com and book your tickets in advance. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. From the high banks of Daytona, we cover it all. Ooh, that's going to leave a mark. And now, back to the Joes. Hey, shake and bake, gal! Woo! Shake and bake! And here on Race Time Radio. And welcome back, everyone, all live tonight on Race Time Radio, coming to you live from the Race Time Radio studio. Only one Joe tonight, the other one down at Flamborough Speedway, spotting for J.R. Fitzpatrick, I believe. Feature race number one is about to hit the racetrack. So the first three 50-lap races brought to you by Grisdale. Go on trackside. We'll get you updates as we go along. But our next guest is up on the Zoom line. So excited to talk to him. Did he have a perfect season? Damn near perfect. He won seven out of all the races in the NASCAR Pinty Series. He is the champion. He drives the number 20, his name. Is Trayton Lapsovich. What's going on tonight there, Trayton? How you doing, buddy? Good, Joe. How are you? Fantastic. Man, what a dream season you have had this year. Take us back through that. Is it a whirlwind? Does it feel like you're the champion? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, like you said, it's pretty much a perfect season. I mean, you can't really ask for much more than that. Um, you know, to win seven races, we won on dirt, we won on the ovals, we won on the road courses, so... Just uh, a really good year, and, and even when we weren't winning, we, we had a lot of good runs, too. So um, really just an amazing season, and, uh, you know, it uh, coming to the end as a championship, as the champion, it uh, definitely feels really good. Well, you know how brother feels now, right? Uh, of course, uh, Triton's brother uh, was a champion as well, still is a champion, as a matter of fact. Uh, so you got to keep it in the family. Uh, when... Your brother went out there and won the championship. I don't believe he got seven wins, but how many wins did he get? Uh, he had he had three the year that he won the championship. 
Yeah, so it's tough to do. Uh, the last time I can remember here in seven wins, I believe it was DJ Kennington had seven wins the one summer. I couldn't believe it then. And really trading to see you be able to go out and duplicate that. If you would have got one more, you would have topped it, man, and had another record. I guess there's always next year, though, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it's tough. Um, you know, there's, you know, we, we kind of look back on it now and uh, say, dang, because there was probably one or two more races that we could have won or could have won to, to possibly make it eight or nine. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, to come home with seven wins in 14 races, it's uh, it's definitely still really good. And, and like you said, there's there's always years to come. And, uh, you know, I think um, even tying that bar at seven, that's something that might not be uh, touched in quite a while. So um, definitely, uh, you know, it's really good. If ever, if ever, to win, not, you know, like Caden wins, or uh, yeah, he gets three wins. Caden did. Uh, that that was a magnificent year. And you got to be Mr. Consistency to end up being a champion at the end of the day. But to have seven wins, uh, that that is a real tough one to crack. Uh, you and DJ Kennington are going to be sitting on that pile for a while. Uh, and it's just simply amazing. Your dad, Jeff Lapsovich, has got to be looking at everything going, how surreal is this? The Lapsovich family has been in racing, your grandfather, your dad, your, like it goes all the way through. You guys have been a part of this sport for a long, long time. And you got a younger brother that's coming up through the ranks now. So uh, it just keeps on coming. What's your dad have to say? Like, does he sit back and go, man, I'm so proud of you kids. Yeah, for sure. You know, my my dad actually says, he says, uh, if he had himself as a crew chief, he would have been able to win a championship too. But uh, <laughs> all jokes aside, I mean, it's uh, it's just, it's really cool. Racing really is a family sport. And, uh, you know, to have my dad on the pit box and then, you know, my little brother ride, he's my tire guy. So he's all in. My whole family's all in. Um, my little sister, mom, girlfriend. So, you know, different racetrack every weekend. They're all in with me. Um, you know, I, I, it's a big, it's, it really is a, a big uh, a devotion of time for the summer. I mean, I'm sure there's other things that Jane would rather be doing and my mom would rather be doing other than being uh, at a racetrack. But, you know, at the end of the day, I, I definitely got to thank them for, for sticking it out with me. It's it's a long season. Um, you know, and it also worked out nicely for the championship race that Caden actually had an off, off weekend. Um, and it's a busy schedule down south. So for him to have an off weekend, I think he's only got two or three um, from the start of the season to the end of the season. So really cool that he was able to be there too. And uh, yeah, we just, we just had the whole family there. So really nice to have the whole family in victory lane and then to, to celebrate with them all after as well. Well, and you're not just a late model guy. You haven't just, you know, ran APC and then got into Pendies and done well. And uh, Trayton, you keep expanding your horizons, keep expanding your knowledge of the sport this year getting behind the wheel of a dirt car, uh, a sprint car, no less. Like, uh, what was that like? And did it really lend itself well to, I, I know neither one of them are the same, uh, but was there anything that you picked up in sprint car that really helped your Pinty's program? 
Well, it, it's completely different, but uh, I, I think that might even be something that's helping me is just, you know, getting this different perspective of racing. And uh, there's so much more that you got to pay attention to on dirt. I mean, the, the track changes every time you're out there. And that's something that I've struggled with myself as well. Um, you know, I might be good earlier in the night when the track's tacky, but uh, later in the night when it slicks off, I'm struggling a bit. So I, I, I like it. Um, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun being out there trying to find the grip. Um, and, you know, I think it puts a strong emphasis on, you know, you, you can't make mistakes because on the dirt, if you make a mistake, you know, you hit a corner wrong, you're losing probably a, you could lose half a second to a second. And I think, you know, the, the mistake when you, when you do it on dirt, it's, it's amplified. So it just puts a, a lot more emphasis on being perfect every single lap. And, you know, that carrying over to asphalt too is, is really big. So, you know, it takes a different skill set, but I, I really like that. And I like getting that different perspective. Um, and I, I've been having a lot of fun with it too. Um, I finally, we, we went out to Humberstone this past weekend actually. So I got to go to a different track and, and that was a lot of fun as well. Definitely nothing like Oshwegan. You, you can't quite get up there on the top and, uh, but, uh, still a lot of fun, different perspective. And, uh, it, it was a really cool summer. It was, it was really awesome. So you're still at the end of the day after everything's said and done and you stand back and look back at the year. Can we still say Trayton Lapsovich is, uh, is an asphalt guy? He's going to be a late model guy. He's going to be a NASCAR guy, going to be whatever, heading down that road. He likes dirt and he enjoys it, but he's still an asphalt guy. Yeah, I think I'll always be an asphalt guy, especially at heart. So, you know, the, we might dabble in the dirt. We'll probably do a little more dirt racing next year, too. But uh, we definitely won't give up asphalt anytime soon. Yeah, and there's no harm in doing both. If you can pull it off, man, oh, man, the experience that you can gain second to none. And really, that's what makes you who you are, Trayton. You've never been a guy to say, okay, I'm just going to do this, and after that I'm going to hit the couch. Uh, not so, not with you. You guys are always digging, always looking for the next thing that you're going to need. What was the big advantage that you had this year? Uh, it was noticeable on the racetrack. Trayton, when you were on that speedway, it looked like, and it appears, right? It doesn't, I didn't have a clock on you. I didn't have anything uh, like uh, scientific on you. But when I watched you on the speedway, it looked like you had a decided advantage uh, either late in the run or later in the race, it looked like you pick speed up. Is it, you know, concentrating on entry, uh, exit? Is it a, all of the above? Or did you find something within uh, that, that made you a better race car driver, made you look better than the other guys? Well, there's no doubt that, I mean, 22 Racing bus brought some great cars to the track every single weekend. I, I think from a, a driver standpoint, I've kind of, I've been able to to know that feel that I'm looking for during practice, and that's kind of been something that we've we've been really good at, at working on, and we're able to get that feel into the car. And even if we miss it, like we did at Newfoundland, um, we weren't too great the first one twenty five at Delaware last weekend, but we're, we're we're able to make these good adjustments throughout the throughout the race and and really work on the car. It's it's nice to get the halfway break; you can do some work on the car. And uh, the track always changes a little bit once it rubbers up, and also for racing in the evening uh, once it cools off a little bit. But uh, yeah, I you know I think it's just it's kind of getting that experience, um, trying to I, I know as a driver what I need now and what I'm going to need at the the end of the 300 laps. So um, these races are long; they're tough. Um, you know, learning how to save tires, save the car, and just and just having it there at the end. Uh, 
I mean, that's the big thing. It doesn't really matter if you, you lead 299 laps as, as long as you're there for the final one. That, that's really all that matters. So um, I, I think uh, running in the series the last two years has taught me a lot. And, uh, you know, it, it comes with a great crew, too. I mean, having my dad as crew chief and then the whole 22 racing team, just, just amazing cars all year long. Well, to have the feel that you're looking for and then be able to reiterate that uh, to your crew and your crew go and make the correct adjustments, that's saying a ton about not only you as a driver, but as a crew. Uh, man, they were spot on all season long, and that's exactly what you need to be. We're with Trayton Lapsovich. He's the 2023 NASCAR Pinty Series champion. Uh, he did it, and uh, he's going to be celebrating down in Charlotte. Uh, I bet you can't wait for Charlotte to roll up, bud. No, I'm I'm really excited for that. So uh, I think it's we're probably still a month or two out, but uh, you know, really excited for sure. I I, I was there when I was there when Caden was there uh, when he won the championship, and it was a cool experience. So. You know, it'd definitely be cool to be back. I always say at this time of the year, and I always get shot for it, but i got to say it again. I wish to God we could celebrate our national champion at home first. And just yeah. like the CFL, let's have a big to-do in the city of Toronto to celebrate our national champion. And I get it. It's a NASCAR thing. It should be celebrated in Charlotte, and uh, good on you for earning the right to be able to celebrate in Charlotte, but I still would like to see our national champion celebrated here in this country and then go on to Charlotte, but uh, I digress. I'm an old guy and kind of sentimental that way, uh, just for the sheer fact that when you go down to Charlotte, you're celebrating with your peers. It's cool. It's all of that. But, man, your family, your friends, and the people that support you are all back up here, freezing our rear ends off up in Canada, wishing we were with you. And I know we can tune in, and I wouldn't doubt everybody will do that. But, uh, Trayton, just a tremendous year. You provided us all with some dynamite entertainment, and I can't wait to see what you got coming up in the future. Have you looked at plans for 2024 yet? Um, You know, we, we've kind of been... Uh you know, dabbling. We've been, we've been talking, trying to figure out what we want to do yet. Um, you know, the big, big thing is funding and that's kind of what's, what's holding us from, from making any huge plans. Um, you know, we, we got to go where the funding is. And, and luckily I've, I've had some great partners, you know, this year we had, uh, GSR, FBM, Delta Bingo, D'Souza Railing, Leading Edge Earthworks, all these guys that, that really made this season happen. So we're, we're trying to see what we can put together for next year. Not really sure if we're, if we're going to end up back in the Pindy series or, or doing some more, uh, you know, hopefully some stuff down south. So, um, kind of see what lines up. Um, you know, we, we seem to always be really late in our pl plans and that's kind of, probably what will happen again so uh we're, we're we're probably a couple weeks or even months out before we actually have something set in stone but don't blame yourself on any of that because the series should be out now with the schedule that they're gonna do next year they don't need to come out in april or uh you know march or april with here's the 2024 season schedule that sucker's got to be out now, just like, you know, down south. When did they launch the cup one, the truck one, and the nationwide one? They launch it all right around now so that the teams can prepare. Uh, you guys are no different, man. You're our national stars, and God bless you for doing it. 
you need time to prepare, too, so that you can plan. And, uh, man, oh, man, if the world is spinning the right way, Trayton Lobsevich, you should be sponsored out the yin-yang and be put down south and uh, go go through the chain of command down there. You are definitely ready for it. Uh, and I know uh, we can't wait to find out what happens in the future for you. Uh, you are one of those shining lights that we've got in this country. And if anybody can do it down south, buddy, it's you. Thanks, Joe. We're uh, we're definitely working really hard at it. That's for sure. Um, yeah, like I said, we'll kind of we'll kind of just see what comes together here. Um, it's definitely a tough deal, but uh, you know, it'd be it'd be nice to uh, to get a shot at it for sure. Any racing left this year on this side of the border? Because all we've got is Adam Colors Classic Weekend. And if I can remember correctly, weren't you in the Young Guns program at Autumn Colors back in the day? Weren't you one of those young drivers that was out there? Yeah, um, I, I won the uh, the super stock race at Autumn Colors. I think it was 2017 now, so it, it's been a few years. But uh, you know, our family always seems to find our way to Autumn Colors. It's kind of that show that we love doing or love finishing the year off with. So I don't know if I'll be racing. I know we got the super stock, so I wouldn't be surprised if if Ryden ends up racing, and then uh, you know, I, I could end up in a car. You never know. But uh, I, I would say there's a good chance we'll be walking around there. Yeah, well, if I'm riding, I'd be saying, okay, brother, I've been with you all summer long. Get your tire gauge and come with me. It's your turn. Well, that's right, and, and, I, and I'll accept that. So yeah. that. That's all good. And that's why you are a champion. Trayton, thanks so much for the time. I know I look forward in the off season to grabbing you as news starts all coming out. Hopefully, man, you got some big stuff on the horizon. Uh, not hopefully. I know you got big stuff on the horizon. You have earned your way to wherever you end up. And if you are back here in Canada running for the national championship, trust me when I say we're lined up elbow deep and all the way across this country to watch you come back out and defend your championship. That would be cool. But to see a mixture of the two, that would even be better, buddy. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. Thanks for having me. You betcha. Trayton Lapsovich, part of that Lapsovich family, part of the family of champions. His brother, Caden, how about that champion back uh, 17, 18, something like that? And now look at this, Trayton Lapsovich. He's a champion, 2023. His brother, Ryden's coming up. Watch out. And one night, one night, we're going to grab his dad, their dad, Jeff Lapsovich, good friend of Race Time Radio, I'm going to get Jeff on here one night, and we're going to sit down and dedicate one full hour just to talking with Jeff to find out what it's like to be a dad with these kids coming up through the amount of effort, the amount of uh, the, the amount of everything it takes to uh, nurture these boys on their way to the championships, to the wins, uh, to the success that they have. It's no mistake. It's no fluke. When these kids go do what they do, it all starts at the dinner table. It all starts with those parents and what they're going to do to help their children uh, to be successful. And that's all we can do as parents is help. That's it. It's up to the individuals to take what we give them. And we can't possibly give them everything because we can't afford to do it. But we can give them everything we can and then it's up to them to make the most of it. And I'll tell you, Caden Lapsovich has done it. Trayton Lapsovich has done it. 
and uh, Ryan Lapsovich is coming. And I know there's a sister in there, so watch out. Uh, Ladies of the Oval, you got another one coming. And uh, if she is anything like the others, she's going to be successful. And uh, we're all going to win. As media, as race fans, we all win when they do what they do. So, so cool. Going to hit a quick break. When we come back, I'll have some updates for you for Flamborough Speedway. And we got Rick Spencer Wall coming up. He got himself an igloo. You don't know what I mean? I'll show you on the other side of the break. Too, too cool for school. You'll see what I mean. Hi, I'm Bob Finnegan. You're listening to Race Time Radio. From coast to coast, 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 to coast you're listening to Canada Talks. To Canada Talks. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Leaf Racewear. Fuel your passion and confidence at leafracewear.com. We're an essential part of any team. And by Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, Canada's biggest sports car racing weekends of the year. For tickets and details, get to canadiantiremotorsportpark.com. Hey, this is JP from Peterborough Speedway. This Thanksgiving weekend, October 6th to the 8th, we are hosting our annual Autumn Colors Classic, the biggest racing event in Ontario. APC Auto Parts and Pure Country bring you three days of racing action at Peterborough Speedway. This year, the Speedway hosts 10 divisions of racing action, with the best drivers in the country appearing. On the schedule this year are the Bone Stocks, Mini Stocks, Omaris Modifieds, Outlaw Midgets, Junior Late Models, Legends, Super Stocks, Late Models, Oscar Hot Rods and Modifieds. Got the winner to fix it. Friday, it's first round qualifying for the Bone Stocks, Mini Stocks, Super Stocks, Legends, Hot Rods, along with an OMRS 25 lap feature in the non-winners races. Gates open at 5 and racing will start at 6. Saturday, second round qualifying action with B features, late models, junior late models, and outlaw midgets added to the bill. Sunday, October 8th wraps it all up with the feature events for all divisions, including the late model Electric City 167. Hero Speedway and Toronto Motorama bring you the crown jewel of racing, the 30th annual APC Autumn Colors Classic weekend of October the 6th to the 8th. Visit PeterRoseSpeedway.com and book your tickets in advance. Hey everyone, this is World Series champions Lance McCullers Jr. and Carlos Correa. We're excited to announce that our podcast, The Walkout, is now available on SiriusXM. Each episode, we go inside the world of combat sports, providing hardcore analysis, honest opinions, and top picks for every fight. If you share the same passion for combat sports as we do, you need to listen to The Walkout. Episodes are available on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and wherever you get your podcasts. Rev TV, your motorsports and automotive destination. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home from two wheels to four and so much more. Rev TV is your source for motorsports. Rev TV features exclusive race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and adrenaline-filled lifestyle programs 24-7. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. Tonight's Race Time Radio is fueled by... AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. It's time to get back to the racetracks. For over 30 years, Quick Quick Fire Starters have fueled the sport on and off the track, making lighting your campfire as easy as one, two, three. There's no need for kindling or paper. Just pop your Quick Quick Fire Starter in the pit, add your wood, and presto, you're a pro. 
quick wick fire starters, no harmful chemicals, and guaranteed to light your fire every time. Quick wick fire starters, the world's best fire starter. Your weekly fix of newsmakers and newsbreakers is found right here. We call it Race Time Radio. With your host, Joe Chisholm. And welcome back, everyone, all live tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167. Canada Talks right across Canada and the U.S. Hello to absolutely all of you. And... Every Tuesday night from 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern, you can catch Race Time Radio on Rev TV Canada. And how about this? i got to remind you right now, they are on Freeview. That's right. It doesn't matter who your TV provider is. All of them carry Rev TV Canada now. And if you don't have Rev TV Canada, guess what? For the month of October, you do have Rev TV Canada. Just turn to that channel and it'll come on. It's a free view for the month of October. And trust me when I say, after you start watching Rev TV Canada as a race fan, you will want that channel. It'll be added to your lineup. I guarantee it. You'll go nuts without it. I would go crazy if I didn't have Rev TV Canada. Uh, not because our show's on it, but they have tons of great programming. As a motorsports fan, it is a must here in Canada. It's Canada's only dedicated motorsports channel, Rev TV Canada. Check it out today. Okay, let's get back to the Zoom line, shall we? And we'll welcome in a good friend of Race Time Radio. Has been for a long time. He is a winner. He is a fiery guy. And he has got an igloo. He won it just last night at uh, Flamborough Speedway at Frosttoberfest. He finally got the job done. Let's welcome in. Rick Spencer, Walt, driver of the 31 or whatever you want to put his ass in. It is Ricky. What's going on there, Ricky? How you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, just relaxing tonight. Pretty tired uh, running two cars yesterday and running back and forth. Once we won with the hot rod, I had to run from tech all the way over to turn three to jump in a mod and keep going. We were already hot from like heat races, ran fast. They ran a really good show down there uh, yesterday and zoomed everything through we were home at a decent time it was uh, a lot of fun good time just uh tired i had some chinese food so i'm going into that coma everyone knows about oh yeah yeah you should see junior after he eats a feed of chinese food the guy will pass out <laughs> sitting right up it's incredible but uh ricky it has been an incredible weekend it's been an incredible season i want to talk first about this weekend uh because i know we had the race is on live on Race Time Radio, audio only. Uh, but nevertheless, I was tuned in listening to everything, and I'm going, I thought Rick was just in a race in a, in a hot rod, and now uh, the Oscar Modifieds, he's in a modified too. I wondered how you were going to be able to pull both off. But, bud, you did it. Uh, what was it like last night? And I know you ended up with one of those hand-carved igloo trophies that London Recreational, uh, Mike Schmidt, Bless his heart for all he does in this sport. He puts all of his emphasis, or a lot of his emphasis, into Frostoberfest. And the trophies that uh, some guys are lucky enough to take away, you got one of them last night. What's it like? Uh, it's uh, it's amazing. It's uh, probably, I mean, I've been trophy hunting for a long time, and we've won a lot of trophies and championships and stuff all over the place. But I think 
I don't know between like the the autumn's color classic winds are pretty cool to to win the leaf out there and and uh get it but this is a piece of art here it's something that's going to need its own shelf cuz I think it weighs 40 to 50 pounds it's uh, it's uh you can tell the the time that was spent on them I don't know how long it takes I think Hops the guy that's making them for them and uh awesome I I know I read earlier in the year that uh I didn't think uh, I think Mike posted there wasn't going to be igloos this year it was the last year last year or maybe it was this year but anyways they got them done and got them there and uh last night was kind of funny I got a I got the Oscar trophy, so that was cool, and I'm carrying it around, and I, I like to give the – I'm racing for other people, so Rob's been nice enough to let me run his cars lately, Rob Bromley, and uh, that's been a pretty cool deal with him just uh, jumping in the stuff and driving it. So obviously I want to give back and give the trophies to these guys. I have a, enough at home, and they're just sitting around here collecting dust. So I uh, I gave that one away, and then – I. I was kind of looking for the igloo because I read they had one and I hadn't got it yet. And uh, they called me up. It was after tech. It was a bit weird. Called me up to the tower. And I was like, what am I going to the tower for? So I stopped and seen Mike on the way. And Mike says, no, I didn't call you up there. Nobody nobody knew what was going on. So after tech, you're always wondering what's going on. Oh, you're driving yeah. someone else's stuff. So yeah. anyways, I got up there and Flamborough just had another trophy for us. They had their own and a wind sticker. So I was kind of shit my pants a little and then i was like all right well we're good and then mike came over and gave us the igloo and took the picture and everything so just awesome what uh mike and and uh and john do down there for their big event at the end of the year uh all these tracks have their big events it's been cool we were part of uh part of sunsets ran three different cars at sunset delaware we were only well i was only supposed to be in one ended up running bakers for for a bunch of laps too. And it's just, uh, I just like to support all these shows and they put the money up. So uh, we got to support them or they won't be around. Rick Spencer, well, you have had the summer of all summers, man. You have been not only all over the place here and on in Ontario with all different types of cars. Uh, you also ventured all the way out to Canada's East coast and took in the IWK 250. That's no easy feat. Man, you went a long way, and uh, things were looking really good until they weren't looking so good. And uh, it, But it happens in racing, right? It's, uh, what's your takeaway from this summer, having your foot to the floor the way you did? Um, I don't know. I, I, I'd like to you know, think it was my worst season ever, but then at the end of the day, I've got four or five wins in four different race cars. So, I mean, I can't. Obviously, our own program struggled a little bit this year trying to, I I, I don't really know, we were renting from Mike last year, had had an amazing year, and I don't think it had anything to do with just leaving Mike, it was uh, time spent in the shop, stuff like that, I just didn't have the time, and now you kind of see it because other people are putting the time in on these cars, like Alan Adams is a hell of a dude too, and lets me run his modified all the time, and that's just for, we just go and do that for fun, uh, and what we finish, we finish and obviously try to run up front. But Alan does all the work on that. I've never even been to his shop to sit in the car or on the scales. He knows my weight. We we do it that way, which I can't thank him enough. And and Rob and Peter Shatanis are the same way. Uh, I'm away for work all week long. I, I They know I don't have the time or, or uh, the nights to get home and, and do this stuff. So having the, uh, the cars prepared and brought or you know ready to go for me has been uh you know what i need right now just to to be successful and still 
win races because you, you can't do it without help. And, and the other thing is that my main help, Kyle, that's, you know, he's been with me for a long time. I got him a job where I am. So, uh, you know, it kind of, <laughs> it's, uh, I don't have him through the week to even go to the shop. He's with me. So we're sharing a hotel room and it's just, uh, just, a lot of things have changed in a year. So, uh, Jake running and just, it's, uh, the summer, I, I'm not going to take, it's the, probably the best summer racing I've ever had, to be honest with you. Even as shitty as we ran in our own stuff, we still got wins. I still got to watch my son progress up through and, uh, you know, those are fam, more family time and just having fun. I, I've had a lot of fun this year. Poof. That's how you shoot yourself in the foot right there. Get Kyle a job with you. <laughs> Boom. Uh, incredible and to see the progression of your son started out in a junior late model now he's starting to wheel a bigger thing ricky all of that takes time it all takes mentoring it all takes everything and you're managing to pull all of that off uh and you're doing an outstanding job of my dad your son to watch him behind the wheel of a car i can see you in it uh, as much as I can see him, uh, Jacob's doing a great job, and I can't wait to see what happens with him in the future. Uh, you've got a hot rod now. Uh, you've got everything coming together. And this sport is all about the people you surround yourself with. And Rick Spencer, well, you are surrounded by a bunch. I know you got one that's hurting right now. Uh, Eldon, Eldon is definitely hurting right now, but he is going to bounce back. We got to be positive. He's going to bounce back. You were in to see him today. How's he making out? Yeah, he's doing, uh, doing pretty well. I think he's going to cut. He's been in the hospital. I think it's three weeks now or just over three weeks. So, uh, the doctors say he's progressing really well and he's doing, uh, he's above grade, whatever that grade is. I'm not sure, but he's, (laughs) he's above it and he's, he's starting to walk and stuff again and doing laps at the hospital. If everybody, I think everybody knows who Eldon is and what his attitude's like. So he just wants the hell out of that hospital like anybody else wants him. So uh, I think he's coming home. My wife actually just went out the door. He's got to spend $20,000 in three weeks on a race car, but he can't fix his broken chair at the house. So (laughs) we're throwing that thing in the garbage and going to get him a new chair. So can't sit. My wife says, you got a broken back. You're not sitting in a broken chair. So anyways, they're, they're over to sort that out and, uh, Really glad to see him today. He's uh, in good spirits, doing really well. So I uh, appreciate everyone's concern with him. And it's been a been a up and down few weeks. And when it first happened, we didn't know what was going to happen. So uh, mm-hmm. there was, you know, he was having breathing issues, and there was a lot of stuff that went along with just breaking his spine and four to five fractures. And they thought ribs were broke and stuff like that. So he was having. Uh, a real rough time when I got there. So it was uh, pretty sad to see, but it's cool to see him rebound and how strong he is. And I don't know too many people stronger than that old bugger. So uh, he'll be back. And he, I think he just really wants to get to the racetrack and we're not, I said, he, he, he used to call me all the time. He called me first thing in the morning and say, you're out of bed yet. And so <laughs> I've been calling him every day, asking him if he's out of bed yet. So <laughs> just get him back a little bit. Yeah. It'd be good to have him back home for sure. Yeah, and back at the racetrack. He's going to have to wait till next year, but I'll tell you what, that will be uh, some good times right there when we get uh, Eldon back at the Speedway. After going through everything that he's gone through, uh, it's same thing. It's about the people he surrounded himself with, too, and he's uh, got a lot of good people in his corner pulling, and uh, that that's what it all takes. Eldon, you get better soon, um, and you've got to get back so you can kick Ricky's butt. 
Uh, Rick, what do you got planned? Are you going to be at Adam Colors Classic Weekend now that you've had a, a, a day off so you can uh, uh, relax a bit? You're going to go back hard at it next weekend and see if you can win another one of those Leafs or what? Yeah, for sure. Uh, Alan's bringing the modified, and we didn't uh, bang it up at all and had a decent run in it. And uh, the hot rod, obviously, it's pretty good right now. So uh, we were talking with Rob about me driving the Challenger and him getting back in the Javelin, just switch it up because I've won in the T-Bird and I've won in the Javelin now. So I said it'd be cool to win in all the cars he owns. So <laughs> well, there's, uh, I'm in, uh, in the, I think I'm back in the Javelin though. And I just can't thank Rob and his guys enough and Peter and them. Uh, these, these igloos are probably the hardest thing you ever run for. And if everyone knows me, they know I just suck at Flamborough. So <laughs> I've been, uh, struggling at that place for a long time so if i all the laps yesterday as tired as i was really paid off at flamborough and talking to guys like jr and i talk back and forth all the time and just little tips that i try to help people with i get help with from the right people like you're saying surround yourself so um yeah and uh Genoa's always been helpful if i have any questions about flamborough so just figuring it out late arc and just learning the track and the line and I think by the feature we were rolling pretty damn good, so it's uh, it just been awesome to run that. And obviously Rob's got Bromley Automotive he owns, so the body work he always says, well, it doesn't matter. I know some good body men. So, <laughs> anyways, I he says to me last night, you've you've run four times for me and you won twice and you haven't brought it home scratched up at all. He says, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, you're so, teaching them. You're teaching them how it's done. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been fun. I've been coaching Rob too, and helping him, and trying to you know tell him what he's doing. And I see his times; like he just has to work on a bit of consistency. But his lap times are always good, and he's he's fast. He's not scared of it. So it's uh, been fun. I I'm gonna go out to Autumn Colors, and like you said, it's a quick turnaround. So we we're getting they're getting the cars ready, and I'm heading back out to work in the morning. But uh, off, I'll be home Tuesday night, and then load the camper up and go get the cars, and then figure out getting everything out to Peterborough for the we're going to go Wednesday and just relax for the the time off there so it should be uh should be a good time well and you are wicked quick there every time that is a track that's up on your list and that's one that uh, you can bet that Rick Spencer Walt is going to play a key role in what crosses that start finish line it's going to be outstanding I'm looking forward to having JP on here shortly and we're going to go through all the different details of the 30th annual autumn colors classic weekend uh, truly going to be amazing hey i've enjoyed this tonight buddy as i always do when i get you on here uh when we finally get time uh it's time well spent rick spencer walt congratulations on the successes yesterday congratulations on a decent season and i know the next time i get you on i want your son sitting beside you because i'm going to rapid fire the two of you next time no, he doesn't get too far from me. He's over here. He's got to sit and listen to everything. So <laughs> <laughs> everyone knows he doesn't get too far from me. So uh, we're, we do everything together, and it doesn't matter if we're riding a bike together or working on lines at the racetrack. So it's uh, I'm excited for the future. I appreciate you guys having us on again, and uh, hopefully we can get her done out at Peterborough, and, and uh, we'll talk to you again. Oh, we got your spot saved right here. Jacob, you make sure he gets it done. I got to hit this break at the top of the hour. Thanks so much, guys. You have a good one. Awesome. Thank you. Rick Spencer Wald and his son, Jacob.
You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM, channel 167. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Leaf Racewear. Fuel your passion and confidence at leafracewear.com. We're an essential part of any team. And by Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. Canada's biggest sports car racing weekends of the year. For tickets and details, get to CanadianTireMotorsportPark.com. When you think NASCAR, when you think NASCAR, think Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. This may be the most important thing that's ever happened. You're damn right, baby. The races. The Daytona 500 win. I love that we have playoff racing now. The talk shows. We'd love for you guys to participate as well. The unprecedented access. Well, I'm here at the red carpet with the fans. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Chastain did a video game move. Also streaming on the SXM app. I think they're happy down here. We're back with our number two of Race Time Radio with the two Joes here on Race Time Radio on Sirius XM 167 where Canada talks. And just like that, our number two begins all live tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks. Ever hit the wrong button? I did it just a couple of moments ago. I didn't know even which one I hit to make things go south, but I got it back while we were off on break. And uh, we've also got our next guest up on the hotline, and he is the champion. How about this? A three-time champion in the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour, one of the toughest tours to win a championship, let alone a race. A championship, it's tough enough to do it once, how about this? He did it three times, and he was crowned the champion just last weekend. Let's welcome him in, driver of the number 99, the presidential Chevrolet. At least I think it was the Chevrolet. For King Racing, it is the 99 of Craig Slonway. What's going on, brother? How are you? Hey, not much. How about you? Doing fantastic, man. Uh, well, you did it again, Craig. You did it again. Yeah, I know. It's kind of crazy to sit back and think three years ago that I never got one, and then all of a sudden here we are, three in a row. So it's uh, it's crazy. Oh, man, that that just tells you the work and the dedication that the 99 team has put forward. And you as a driver, man, Craig, it's so easy to give up and say, you know what, I think I've had enough of this. I think I'm going to step back. I'll run a limited schedule. Uh, and then you see guys fall out because a limited schedule never works enough for guys. Not after running a full-time deal. Uh, yeah, maybe if you're older to run selected races will work. But Craig Slon White, that's never been you. Uh, you're, you're not at that age where you're ready to hang it up, pack it up, and go away. You were always such a tough competitor. And I, I know Jerry and I have spoke about this many times. You take a look at the 99 Craig Slon White. A, you won't find a team that works harder. B, you won't find a driver that puts more in. C, everything went wrong. Whatever could go wrong went wrong with the 99. It was just a case of bad luck for a long time. But now all that's gone. Uh, all the hard work and dedication, man, it's starting to pay dividends. And good on you for that. Yeah, thanks. I know it's been it's been quite a while chasing after uh, wins and championships, and 
years. I mean, 08 was my rookie year on the tour, and I was even chasing points before that in the hobby stock and the street stock and then the sportsman car for five years. So it's been quite a run chasing points for, uh, well, like 20 or 21 years or something like that. But um, it was never that we weren't prepared because between me and Matt in the shop and when we were involved with Frank and Frankie and Curtis and those guys, like, it was never a lack of dedication. It was just nothing nothing ever fell right in place um, when you needed it to. And in these last few years with uh, Andrew and Corey and Jonathan, the boys at King, looking after the car. And, I mean, it's what they do for a living. They're, they're good at it. And, and I always said if you put me and my crew in – in a top-notch, top-prepared car, then we should be able to get the job done. And, and geez, 2021, 22, 23 sure showed it, I guess. Oh, guaranteed. Put the period on it, put it across the T, do whatever you want to talk about. Uh, Craig Slonwhite, you're all that and more. And it wasn't, I don't want to make it sound like you didn't have any success before, because uh, you did. You were a Cat 250 winner. Yeah, you were a feature winner at all the different racetracks. But it just seemed like there was uh, like a big gap in between each one of those wins. I know whenever we were at Scotia Speed World, after you won the Cat 250, I would always say to Tim and to Jerry and Josh and every, I'd say, I'm taking Sloan White. And they'd say, well, yeah, but he, he won. I said, I don't care. He won the 250 back then. I don't care whether it's a 150 today, a 200 or a 250. I'm taking Sloan White. Because the guy knows how to get it done, and I know he ain't going to quit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Now, I didn't yeah. win a lot of those, but I always no, took the 99. Yeah. No, there, there's not a lot of quit in me at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it 150% every lap, no matter what I'm in. It's just the competitive side of me. And, and yeah, I mean, to look back, it wasn't that I never had success. It was, uh, you know, just to, to sum it all up, I guess, so in – what, 12 years, 13 years, something like that. I had nine wins and no championships. And within three years, I've got nine wins and three championships. So yeah. that kind of, that sums it up really when you look at the last three years. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, it has been. Now, uh, looking at this year specifically, Craig, I thought you were going to get more wins off the start because – your the way you finished off twenty two, I thought, wow, he's going to be untouchable in a lot of these race tracks. I figured, okay, if he doesn't win as many races, say he only wins half as many races, well, that means he's going to have three by mid season. Yeah, uh, but but it didn't go that way. But you were always in the top three, always right there. Yeah, um, you know, it wasn't that we done anything different. We were we were as prepared as what we've been, but we got a little complacent. It was, uh, you know, you come off of 21 and then into 22, and you're winning races and championships, and you know, you think you you think you got it all figured out. Uh, you think you're just going to go out and win races, and and then competition closed in on us. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, you know, Jarek got a whole lot better this year. Uh, we go to 660. Ryan Messer is is pretty damn good at that place. Um, he got a win there. And then I just, yeah, it just seemed like I, I had led a lot in the early stages. Um, and it's not like me to push hard, but I guess I was probably pushing a little bit harder than what I should have been in those first, uh, first four or five races, whatever it was. Um, and always finished second or third. I think there was, I don't know. What, what was it? Uh, like 
four seconds in the first five races, something yeah. like that, three yeah, seconds yeah. in the first four or five. Um, but we got complacent and, and Mander and I had, had a conversation. It's like, you listen, you know what, like finishing at the front, leading the points is all great, but not winning races is not good for, no, listen, we were doing good, but when you're coming off a season of winning races and holding checker flags, well, you want to do that. And, and it's no different than Andrew in business. You know, if you're not winning races, it's not essentially the best thing for business. So it was like, we gotta, we gotta put our nose down. Um, we got to go test. We got to try and find where we're missing that tiny little bit. And, uh, and he agreed. So we went and we tested at Riverside before the 250. Um, and it paid off like you'd never believe. I mean, we, we went out there and, and did our thing in the 250 and won it, but it was good for all the other cars too, because yeah. it's an open book down there. Um, and if I, if I find something or if Corey finds something, Ashton finds something, we, we apply it and see what, see what works. And, and listen, the drivers are all different, but at the end of the day, um, if you find something that makes the car turn better, chances are it's going to be better as a team. So we went down there and we tested for like four, four or five hours or something one day, um, with a couple cars and we did what we needed to do and felt like we had a good chance going into the 250 weekend and it showed. Oh, big time, big time. It did. And you know, even though it's the open book policy, you nail on something, it may not be the same for those other guys. Cause they may not like the feel that Craig Slon White likes in the 99 car uh, or yep. vice versa. You know, maybe the 83 car nails something, but you put it in your car and say, guys, get that out of there right away. Because it doesn't feel right, uh, it, it's kind of a kind of a wild thing. And I might add, all those races at the beginning of the year that you either finished second or third in—I don't think there was many thirds. I think it was mostly seconds. But yeah. uh, in every one of those races, you did lead, and uh, that's something in in itself. Going out and leading laps, um, at, were you looking at the points, Craig? Uh, have you been looking at the points over the last couple of years? Or did they just take care of themselves? And towards the end, that's when you guys go, oh, okay, now we've got to start adding them up and looking here. Yeah, I guess the first year, um, I had finished second a whole bunch at the first half of the year, too. And it had us in position um, to take over the points lead. I think it was uh, maybe midway, maybe a little before midway. And then, and then you kind of go, okay, so I've never won one of these championships um, should we start, should I start points racing myself? Um, and, and it's not that I changed my style at all because we didn't, we ended up going out and winning more races that year. Mm-hmm. Um, but the points, uh, when you finish good, the points take care of themselves. And I always say that, and I don't let, I don't let too much stress me out. I'm 42 years old. I've been driving one of these cars since I was what 27. So, um, at the end of the day, the points, if you're doing good, the points will take care of themselves. And then I think going into last year, it was more, uh, you know, the only, the only person to ever do it back to back was, uh, was Fleming and uh, he's done it twice. And, you know, you go out and you, you, you set a blazing pace last year. I think we won what the first three races of the year, yep. something like that. Um, and we were, we were already leading, had a decent gap and just maintained that and finished in that top five, top three every week. 
um, and won last year. So everybody was kind of like, oh, geez, okay. So so maybe 21 wasn't a fluke, really, because 21 was a nine-race deal too, right? Right. And, and, you know, the old keyboard warriors out there, well, he never done it in a full season, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> if he was a full, full, if it was a full 12-race series, maybe he wouldn't get it. <laughs> so anyways, we go into, we went into last year, and it's a full 12-race series, and, and we come out and we essentially, we, well, we won the points by the largest gap in, in the tour history. So everything played out just great last year. Um, and then going into this year, uh, I didn't know what my plan was going to be going into the year. We didn't know if we were going to race full time or not. And then, and then everybody's like, well, geez, no one's ever done it three times in a row. And it's like, oh, okay, right on. So we just go about our business and, and again, finish second a bunch, win the, win the 250. Um, and then, you know, I guess probably a few weeks ago, Jarrett was hot on our heels all year. Jarrett won three times. Um, he finished in the top three a bunch. Um, it was after, I mean, I had had the lead, I think, I don't know, fourth race in or something like that in the points, but the gap wasn't big. Um, but he had a bad night. I forget where it was and it wasn't even really a bad night. It was, uh, I think he finished 10th or something. Yeah. Anyway, that, 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 uh, gapped me a little bit and then. And then going into the last four races, it was just like, I guess if nobody's ever done it three in a row, it would be pretty cool to do that. Yeah. But didn't change my mindset to go out and, and get any wins. Um, we just finished at the front, and, and again, points took care of themselves, and here we are, three time, three time. Yeah, three time, and uh, right on you. We're with the 99, Craig Slonwhite. He lives out there in Nova Scotia. Where exactly? Yeah, in Halifax. In Halifax, there you go. Yeah. Uh, and born and raised out there, runs the uh, East Coast International Pro Stock Tour, uh, the established tour, the one that's been there forever. Uh, and Craig Sloan White now a three-time champion. Do you plan on making it four in 2024? Do you go for it? What's the plan? Have you guys gone that far and figured it out? Uh, oh man, there's so many, there's, there's so many things being, being thrown around really at me and, um, four would be fabulous and all that stuff. But I all, I always said that if I won one, I would stop racing full time. And then everybody said, we got to go back to back. And I said, okay, well, if I ever done two, then I'd definitely be done. And all of a sudden here I am three and, and tapping out. But, um, you know, it's one of those things that the, the Maritimes have to figure out where where they're going tour wise here, car wise, and these tracks and ownership um, people need to get together and and do what's best for the Maritimes. There's there's a lot of cars in the Maritimes. Mm-hmm. Um, the quality of racing around, uh, whether it be SLMS or or the Maritime Pro Stock Tour, I mean, there's there's some good competition in either. Um, and going into next weekend shows there's 39 cars, I think registered for the Mike Stevens race. And, and it's because all the series is over and done with, right. Um, it's going to be a phenomenal show. I mean, you need to make the show you need it. It's, it, you got to step your game up to even get in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, going into next year, hopefully those people work together or maybe form some type of point series where, you know, if you run six on the tour and six SLMS and there's another, four in there whatever the case may be right um, as long uh, as they don't again, overlap again, right yeah, if, if they right. don't and, overlap just, standalone weekends this yeah. series that series you could get guys like you craig yeah. that would run both and try and chase two championships one season 
Yeah, I mean, and, and I think that's out there. The only problem is, is I don't know if guys want to race that much. And it's not that they don't want to race that much. Is There's not enough sponsorship to go around for every car that's in the Maritimes and to make people go yeah. every single week. Not everybody. This won't yeah. be for everybody to go do. Guaranteed. It'll be too many races. But for those top quality teams, yeah. uh, Craig, uh, the more races, the more money, the more better. And as yeah. long as you don't conflict, have outer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. Um, I've got some goals next year. I, I, I really want to get to Oxford again. I uh, had kind of a, a bad show in there a few years back, and I kind of want to go. I went this year to watch and just kind of took it all in. Um, I'd like to go back there in my own equipment and just dial it in. Oh, I'd like to go to the first race in May, uh, probably back in June or July. And then back for the for the Oxford 250. So that's that's kind of main goal on my brain right now. I don't know if that's going to conflict in in racing around here or not. I'm I'm sure it probably will, but it's a goal of mine. Um, I'd like to do some bucket list things. Uh, yeah. So I, I don't know what my plans are for next year. Um, obviously, sponsorship all plays into into factor there, and crew guys depending on where they want to go and how many times they want to go to the racetrack. Um, we've got good people behind us to get the car set up to go wherever and have a chance to win. So that that's a big bonus, I think, for for myself and my crew. Well, you give us lots to talk about in the off season, uh, guaranteed. <laughs> that's a return trip. Sponsorship on that car. I know I alluded to presidential, but you got a lot more on there. Who else you got on there? You had to make them all smile with that championship, buddy. Oh, yeah, I know, totally, and I'm just going to go into my little picture here, and just I'm going to read it off like that instead of missing anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Good plan. Uh, obviously, Archibald Drilling and Blasting have been with me for... Ever. Since 2009, actually. I mean, to to keep a main sponsor on a car for that long... I don't know if it's ever, I don't know if that's ever been done unless the, the person himself, yeah, old Gary Elliott, exactly. He's up there racing this weekend. 50 years. He's at Flamborough Speedway tonight. I got an update coming up. Sorry. Keep going. Yeah. No, that's great. Um, uh, presidential ventilation, uh, Stones RV's been with me a while. Um, RS Dean Holdings, if it wasn't for Rod and Pam. So Rod, Rod and Pam were the original owners of uh, Archibald Drilling and Blasting, and and he stepped up personally this year to to let us go for a three a, th- a third championship in a row. So Rod and, and Pam Dean, um, Kathy and Craig Stewart, uh, S and C Smiles and Chuckles, um, Child Care Center, uh, they're around all the time. Great help making food for the team and just uh, keeping the trailer stocked with snacks and <laughs> all that kind of fun stuff. Uh, B&L Fulmore, Selrick Enterprises, uh, Backyard Dreams Pool Construction and Design, uh, Prestige Group, um, Richie's Tire and Auto, uh, Xander Signs. Mike, Mike's been around for many years, and he keeps the decals tickled up. Uh, Rick Balser Welding, uh, Nails by Sydney, KC Marine Mechanical Insulation, my brother, um, and a king competition, I mean, that's got us to got us where we are today, believe me. Um, I don't think I forgot anybody on there. Uh, if I did, I apologize. But I thank everybody that's been involved with me, even even before my championship runs. And I, and I keep saying this, like, there's a lot of people on my car right now. Um, but at the end of the day, 
when I first got started, it was Atlantic Cat and Mountain Wild Blueberries and then, and then Halifax, Halifax Glass. Halifax Glass. Yep. Yeah, Halifax Glass. I mean, that was my staple. Halifax Glass was the, st- the staple on that car. And if it wasn't for, for Dougie and Mary Lynn, I wouldn't maybe even have made it to this point in my career. So, right. again, it, it's it's the sponsors all throughout my career and everybody that's helped out, I mean, is uh, it's pretty crazy to sit back and think about it uh, because I was just a kid driving a sportsman car wondering if I'd ever run one of those cars that I watched Turple in and Fleming and Sean Tucker Broly McDonald and I mean it was just a dream come true really for me to even get in one and then and here we are man yeah here you are three-time champion just did it last weekend and Craig couldn't happen to a better guy I'll tell you that you have earned your way to that championship and I'll tell you if it wasn't for guys like you king competition wouldn't be king competition either they need guys behind the wheel that can actually do what they need to do after they get a vehicle. And Craig Slonwhite, you're all that and some. I can't wait to find out what the plan is for 2024. And I know, I know for sure, I'm going to be on you uh, to find out what it is and to get you on this program so you can tell the rest of the Maritimes and the rest of Canada. It'd be kind of cool to see you up here in Ontario to make Autumn Colors Classic or, you know, maybe Frostoverfest one year. It'd be kind of cool to see the 99 roll in the gate up here, too. That'd be cool. Yeah, I know. I actually just said that to Andrew the other day. We were talking about um, just different races and stuff. We went and tested Petty on Thursday, and, you know, a couple-hour drive each way, and you're just shooting the shit. And I said, you know, it would be nice if, if Ontario had a, a $15,000 to win and it didn't conflict or something like that. I mean, obviously, to get there is one thing because mm-hmm. of the cost, but – if it may, if if the purse was worthwhile, it would be. It'd be cool to just stay in your own country and go race somewhere else. So, um, I was actually looking forward to that Jacasa track because um, that was when did that close? That would have been two, three years long. ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, two, anyways, in 2021, when when we get this car and we're running very well and they're having that big dollar race, it was like, man, we could go there and do yeah. good because Kyle Kyle went and yeah. Um, so Andrew got his feet wet up there working on working on the car, working at the track. And yeah. it's like, we can do that. And then all of a sudden that place shut down. But it's always been a, a spark of, of interest uh, to go somewhere within Canada and, and do some racing too. And I've, I've got a couple of buddies there. A buddy of mine, Peter Pity Paul, works on Chase uh, Pissano. Oh, Pissano, yeah. Chase Pissano, yep. Yeah. Excellent yeah, so, young uh, driver, uh, yep. A uh, good buddy of mine from, from just home here um, moved to moved to Toronto Oh, I don't know, 10 years ago or something like that. And he's involved with, with, with Chase. Chase and yeah. we talk back and forth. And my cousin from Michigan goes over and watches them race and stuff. So uh, I, I follow it. I, yeah. I follow the racing in, in, in Ontario. And J.R. Fitzpatrick's been down here and raced with us a couple of times. So, yeah. again, it would be cool to go up there and, and run and see what we got for competition up there. So. Well, you hang tight. I'll have some uh, updates, I guarantee you. Jerry's going to join us here in a couple of minutes. Uh, we're going to find out what's going on. Triple 50s at Flamborough. As we speak right now, I believe race number one is done. they got two more 50s to go. J.R. Fitzpatrick earlier today uh, in practice, get this, Craig, hit the wall in turn three, jumped over the wall, and landed in turn four on the bottom of the banking destroyed the car luckily no one was hurt including jr the car is totaled uh wow. but that's how jr's day started out at flamborough speedway 
he had to go back to air and grab his number 84 that he won the APC championship yeah. with, and that's what he's in now. So we'll find out how it's all going here. Yeah, wow. You wow, bet. Crazy. Craig, it's been great catching up with you. Enjoy that championship, bud. Soak it Thanks. up. You earned it, and uh, I know we'll be in touch uh, maybe before Christmas. Sound good? Yeah, sounds good to me, man. Thanks for having me on. You betcha. That's Craig Slonway, driver of the 99, three-time champion. Count them up. Hopefully four. Four one day. Hopefully. Here we go. Uh, hit this uh, next break, and we're going to check in with Jerry. Hopefully, we'll find out where he's at. My name's Ryan Litt, driver of the number 07 Auto Value Super Sprint USAC Sprint Car, and I'm listening to Race Time Radio. You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM, Channel 167. Hey, this is JP from Peterborough Speedway. This Thanksgiving weekend, October 6th to the 8th, we are hosting our annual Autumn Colors Classic, the biggest racing event in Ontario. APC Auto Parts and Pure Country bring you three days of racing action at Peterborough Speedway. This year, the Speedway hosts 10 divisions of racing action, with the best drivers in the country appearing. On the schedule this year are the Bone Stocks, Mini Stocks, Olmaris Modifieds, Outlaw Midgets, Junior Late Models, Legends, Super Stocks, Late Models, Oscar Hot Rods and Modifieds. You got the winner to fix it. Friday, it's first round qualifying for the Bone Stocks, Mini Stocks, Super Stocks, Legends, Hot Rods, along with an OMRS 25 lap feature in the non-winners races. We have a goal for you. Gates open at 5 and racing will start at 6. Saturday, second round qualifying action with B features, late models, junior late models, and outlaw midgets added to the bill. Sunday, October 8th wraps it all up with the feature events for all divisions, including the late model Electric City 167. Hero Speedway and Toronto Motorama bring you the crown jewel of racing, the 30th annual APC Autumn Colors Classic weekend of October the 6th to the 8th. Visit PeterRoSpeedway.com and book your tickets in advance. What is SiriusXM NASCAR Radio? Tyler Reddy will go to Victory Lane at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. You just won at Indy. Down here in Victory Lane, let me ask the fans. It's all. Joe Logano will set his sights on a championship. Two times, baby. Things. He shot him up the right track. Back up on the throttle as he heads to victory. <laughs> NASCAR. Oh, he loses it. He crashes. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Also streaming on the SXM app. Oh, hell yeah. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here there and everywhere doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward you stop by a napa auto parts store you can count on napa know-how tonight's race time radio is brought to you by napa auto parts stores new glasgow andy ganesh and port hawksbury nova scotia you can count on napa know-how ap race fuels the worldwide leader in race fuel technology drivers Start your engines! Welcome back to the track. Live on Race Time Radio, Sirius XM 167. And welcome back, one and all, to Race Time Radio. So, so glad you could tune in tonight. Sure hope you're enjoying the show. If you are a Rev TV viewer... You already have Race Time Radio every Tuesday night from 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern on your TV. But 
if you are tuned in on SiriusXM or maybe on the Performance Motorsport Network.com or however you get wrist on radio throughout the course of the week, if you ever want to tune in and watch it, you can do that on Rev TV Canada. As a matter of fact, October is preview month. Uh, so for the full month, Rev TV is going to pop up on your TV, depending on your provider. I know they're on Shaw Direct and uh, Rogers and all the different main outlets for television providers across Canada. Rev TV Canada is on that lineup. It is a pay channel. I want to say that it's like five bucks or something. Uh, it's well, well worth the spend. Uh, and for the month of October, it's under free view, so uh, it doesn't matter. You can tune in. It won't cost you a cent. Have a look at the channel. Uh, APC Races, they re-air on Rev TV. Race Time Radio is on there. Uh, you get some coverage from the West Coast. I know we haven't seen a lot of RS1. As a matter of fact, I don't think we've seen any RS1 this year uh, from on the West Coast. But from time to time, you'll have races reappear on there uh, that were last year and the year before that. Uh, great races to sit back and watch if you didn't see the race or you didn't know the outcome. Man, it's like sitting there watching a race for the first time. Uh, and I mean some great door handle to door handle action. Uh, there's all different varieties, whether it's dirt, asphalt. Um, it, I'll tell you, Rev TV Canada has the gambit covered. They got everything from monster trucks to uh, the road dandy. The oh, just have a look at the channel. Uh, there is everything on there. Uh, the uh, dash for cash from the beach was even on Rev TV. Uh, Pedal Power Ingrid uh, came up. She filmed it, and uh, they took the audio from the track. They married the two of them and produced it. Great broadcast, and it's up on Rev TV Canada. From time to time, it's not up there all the time, but uh, depending over the course of the month, I wouldn't doubt at some point in time you'll be able to uh, uh, catch it. Have a look at the channel is what I'm getting at and check it out. And I know every now and then Sirius XM has got some free view time where if you've got Sirius XM in your car but you're not a subscriber, you really should. Um, but for every now and then, Sirius XM Canada will put it out and say, there you go, Canada. Check out Sirius XM Satellite Radio. Trust me when I say, after you tune in to Sirius XM, uh, just the regular stuff don't do it anymore. Uh, you're driving, uh, I don't know, from here. I know one time Sue and I uh, jumped in the truck and we were going to go cover the NASCAR Pinty Series uh, back when they ran at St. Eustache. So it's an eight-hour drive from our house to St. Eustache. Well, try and listen to the radio uh, when you've got all the way through. Uh, you're driving along, and you've got to keep changing radio stations, and you can't get consistency. Well, I'll tell you, with Sirius XM, you've got the same channel all the way through. But I digress. What do you say we zip off to Flamborough Speedway and get a live update with our very own Jerry Paxton? What's going on there, Jerry? How you doing, buddy? Hey, Joe, we're having a great race day here. It has been a phenomenal show. We just watched the mini stock 50 lap feature. And Sean Taylor put on one heck of a show getting to the front. Incredible. Looks like a beautiful day there. You've still got a little bit of a tan, brother. Hey, it's sunny and gorgeous here. And I'll tell you, we're getting ready right now. You're about to watch behind me that uh, second 50 lap 
for the Pro Lay Bottles come out. This will be race number two in the Grisdale Triple Crown. I can tell you that first one, that was an exciting race. Blair Wickett won it, but he said if he hadn't gotten that front row starting spot, he doesn't think he could have pulled it off. Ah, the Polar Blair wins one. Good for the 97. It didn't start out a very good day for J.R. Fitzpatrick. Uh, he trashed one car, went right up and over the wall and turned 3-4. Uh, didn't start out the way. Good thing is, J.R. Fitzpatrick's okay. That was a typical J.R. Fitzpatrick. Oh, that car's wrecked. Let me go get another one. So J.R. went back to the shop. He's here with the number 84. He started off not too bad. He started off in sixth. He ended up finishing it up in fourth position just off the podium. It's going to be a lot more interesting when we get to the next one. I can guarantee it. How is young Ty Cavillan doing in the seven cars? He there and accounted for? He is not racing here today. Ty is one of those missing in action. You know, it's funny because I look and I go, Shay Gemmel and uh, Jake Sheridan. There's a couple of guys whose names are on the Grisdale Triple Crown Trophy. They did not come to defend it and seek another one. Wow. So, well, But there's still some very good competition here. This has been one heck of a day. Uh, Chase Pinsano and uh, here we go, Kyle Steckley putting on a great show, finishing second and third behind the Polar Blair. And let me tell you, I think if they'd had a few more laps and they knew they didn't have to run two more races, they would have went for it. You know, Jerry, uh, some, I, I looked at the text. I seen that, and it went 97-1, And I thought, well, Jerry, it, it, you must have been a slip-up. <laughs> now I get it. It's the 22 of Kyle Steckley and the 22 of Chase Pensano. Gotcha now, buddy. And when they raced, side by side the way they did it's kind of hard on the fans to keep track of it as we call 22 22 so you got to make sure you get those driver names in there but it was a wild one and i have a feeling the next one's going to be better remember this is aggregate points so there's one point per position they start at 50 and they go down so even if you didn't have a great first one you got two more to make up yeah, yeah. Triple 50s there today, all presented by Grisdale Racing Products. Bill Grisdale, the support he does, along with Mike Schmidt at London Recreational, making Frostoverfest really what it is at Flamborough Speedway. Just kind of a cool deal. Jerry, there is just shy a million four-cylinder cars there at the Speedway as well. Right now, I'm having a little bit of trouble hearing you, Joe. I got 9,000 horsepower winding up behind me. <laughs> you sure do. I'll let you get back to work, buddy. We'll talk with you later. You betcha. Thanks so much for the update. That is Jerry Paxton, live from Flamborough Speedway. And I know we will get more as the night unfolds. We'll get you some more updates, and uh, we'll find out who wins that second 50-lap feature. And I can also tell you, that after Race Time Radio is over, we're going to switch right over as soon as we possibly can and bring you the balance of the coverage from Flamborough Speedway, all live on Race Time Radio. But uh, what do you say we get to our next guest? We got him up on the hotline. Of course, the Autumn Colors Classic Weekend. It is the 30th annual. Can you believe it? 30 years has slid on by us. I remember the first one. And it continues uh, next weekend. We have J.P. Josier, the owner of Peterborough Speedway, with us now on the Zoom line. What's going on, J.P.? How you doing? Not too bad. How are you doing, Joe? Doing fantastic. Looks like you're hanging out at the Speedway tonight. Yeah, we uh, ran an open practice, actually, this afternoon. And uh, sort of busy. Uh, Peyton's out there fixing, replacing speakers on the fence and 
couple of guys out there weeding the parking lot and I'm just doing a whole bunch of other little projects getting ready for the weekend. So the work never ever stops at the speedway, does it? It just continues on and on. You've got that place looking amazing, JP. Thank you. Yeah, it's the work never stops. It's like there'll be five of us working from eight in the morning till midnight for the next bunch of days again. So it's just, uh, yeah, a lot of people are like, oh, what do you do all week and stuff? It's like you have no clue. <laughs> yeah, they have no real idea on what it takes to operate. It's uh, you need a small army to make it all come together. Uh, and you definitely yeah. need to have somebody that knows what to do and how to do it. Uh, or it, it can take a long, long time, can't it? Yeah, and I'm always fairly. We always try to keep the place looking really well and, you know, just uh, always try to create that, you know, the family atmosphere here. And so we go, you know, the extra way my mom was here today with, you know, the pumpkins and the mums and the corn stalks and, you know, getting all that stuff ready too and decorating it. And so just, you know, always go those extra steps and, Coming tomorrow to start setting the tents up for the the bands on the Friday night and the stage for the Thursday night in the pits. So, yeah, yeah, party in the barn, right? We still got the barn there at Peterborough Speedway to let her rip. We still have the barn, but it's party outside in the tent because the the fire department, I think, about ten years ago said that I guess people hanging off the rafters and all that stuff wasn't quite rated for that, so we had to move it outside. So we put a tent up and you know. No. It's actually a little easier because now we don't have to take all our equipment out of the barn anymore. So, Oh, that's good. And Teddy McAllister yeah. can still do a little bit of break, da- break dancing on the uh, outside floor. No problem. Yeah, he was trying to do it off the roof of the tower a couple of years ago. So we had to have security take him off of there. So, <laughs> <laughs> Probably a good thing. You saved life and limb, probably. JP, What uh, before we talk autumn colors, and I know i got tons of questions here for you on that one. Let's look at the full season, shall we, at Peterborough Speedway. I know you put your heart and soul into it. And by the sounds of it, we had some record crowds this year at Peterborough Speedway. Yeah, we had some really good, you know, weather played with some nights, but, you know, really good crowds and stuff. And, yeah, we always put our heart and soul and, you know, my staff and Peyton really stepped up with some of our people to do on the social media and the videos we've been releasing and stuff and just trying to reach out to a bigger market, trying to, you know, let people know what Peterborough Speedway is all about. And I knew after COVID it was going to be a bit of a, you know, we're going to have to reach some new people and get back on top again. Oh, JP, you have been a promoter now since what, 1990? Uh, it's got to be somewhere 90, around 96, so 97. was my first season. 2000? Yeah, so 99 at your all-star meeting is when we announced that I had bought Peterborough. So. That's right, too. That's right, too. So uh, looking at you and John Caselli, those are the two oldest promoters in the sport here in Ontario. Yeah, because this would be my tw- 24th season. Ah, 24, so. 24 on the door, too. Anybody that doesn't realize, JP also races. Now, he doesn't race at Peterborough Speedway. He's there as a promoter, and he does a fantastic job. But when work's over, he likes to play, too. He's got his 24 Super Late model, and he heads down south, and he goes down and twists laps down there. And I might add, he's doing it very competitively, too. Do you ever get a chance to bring your car out and do any testing at Peterborough before you head south? It has turned. This car is three years old. It has turned 
think, 30 laps here to break the engine, and that's it. Isn't that? And why is that, JP? Is it just a case of uh, the testing isn't really going to be the same or configuration not the same for the track you're going to? Or what is it? Honestly, it's more that during the summer, we're just, my time is dedicated to the speedways. When we're focused on, you know, this year we got licensed. We're still, we're in the construction phases of an ice cream shop, which we were hoping to open this fall. It's probably going to be next spring. Um, so, you know, when we're going the speedway, it just, that's where the time's going. And we always talk about it. It's like, oh, we should bring the car out and try and test some new stuff. And then it's like, oh, we're going racing again. We better, you know, set it up and head down south. So it, it just never, people think you just, yeah. It never happens. Well, I'll tell you, and honestly, with Joe Jr. having a junior late model back in the day, uh, everybody said, oh, your kid's going to be on the track all the time. Actually, it was the exact opposite. Uh, I was at the track all the time. My dad and I were at the Speedway getting things ready to go, as you talk about. And uh, by the time I got home to have dinner, uh, or a late dinner, the last thing I wanted to do was grab Joe in his little car and go back out to the speedway. I thought, no, you can wait and you practice the same as everybody else so you don't get an advantage. And people said I was a liar, but I wasn't. I was being dead up straight honest. No, it's just, it's weird. Like, you think, you know, you have, I have access to this 24 7 and hardly ever turn laps. Yeah. You know, for, for, with here, it just, uh, you know, we head down south and then go, it's just, not saying it won't happen, but it just doesn't really happen. So. Yeah, doesn't happen all that much. JP, uh, it, looking at the year, so uh, Autumn Colors Classic is coming up next weekend. Safe to yep. say that all the points championships now at Peterborough Speedway for this year are all wrapped up. You got champions all done, right? Yeah, champions were done on Labor Day weekend. We, uh, we wrap everything up on Labor Day, and then because after that, you know, a lot of the tracks get into their playoffs and stuff, so we just – I don't believe in running points once we get into that point. Um, you know, I know some some tracks run points right till their last, their big nights. Some don't. I just, you know, I just rather wrap it up Labor Day. Um, and actually, once, once we hit school, once people are back in school here and the cottages aren't here after Labor Day, it gets pretty quiet, so it's just – I'd rather finish off on a really high note and then give the staff a bit of time off and get ready for the autumn colors and roll from there. Yeah, and no different at Sobel Beach. I can guarantee you that. Uh, You and I shared the same uh, train of thought in a tourist destination area. Beautiful when everybody's up here. But, man, I'll tell you what, after after Labor Day, you could roll the sidewalks up at Sobel Beach. You don't need them no more. Yeah, no, we've... Over the years, we used to run through till the end of September. Um, and the weekend after Labor Day, we've done, you know, Cascar Super Series, Pinty's race now, whatever. Um, we've done Enduro races. We've done whatever we did, never worked. So it's like, you know, after doing that for a bunch of years, it's like, why? So let's just finish on a high note and leave it there. Yeah, and I don't blame you. So the 30th annual Autumn Colors Classic Weekend is upon us. Uh, comes up next weekend. First, what time does everybody start rolling in there? Or are they starting to come in now if you leave the gate open long enough? 
we had people here trying to set their campers up today and it's like, no, no, you can't do that yet. <laughs> um, 9 a.m. Wednesday morning, the gates unlock at the road and people can start setting up in the campground. Um, we do first round of parking on the Wednesday night for our main pit area. So that's basically anything on a slick tire. Um, those we do from 6 till 7.30. And then on Thursday, we open up again. And then we do our, we open up our secondary pits and we start teching that night at six o'clock. We'll knock off maybe three hours of pre-tech. Um, try to get quite a few people in here. We do a pit party. We do a barbecue in there, uh, have some live music. And then uh, Friday morning, 10 a.m., we open up again. And then it's we're into full speed at that point in life. Um, once again, teching, pre-tech, all that stuff. And then on the Friday, where do we start? At 1 o'clock, we start rotating practice for all divisions. Run that through till about 4.50. Um, then get all our ducks in a row. And then we fire off with the first green flag at 9 or at 6 o'clock that night. Try to run it till about 9. And then we have live music starting at 9.30. Our famous, still call it the barn party, but yeah. it's now in a tent. So, and that's um, all included with Friday night's ticket, right? For a race fan, yeah. uh, that, yeah. you come in on your race ticket on Friday night, you're going to get some live music to boot. Yeah, uh, Charlotte and Dirty Cowboys is uh, our Friday night band. And Thursday is, ooh, ooh that's bad. <laughs> Can't remember. <laughs> no, it's not bad. You got a lot on your mind, my friend. And that's why yeah. uh, that, that's why we carry our, our websites and Facebook. So if People can check yep. that out and get those names. One other quick question before I forget. Is it safe to say camping is sold out at Peterborough oh, Speedway? Camping sold out, yeah. Okay, so no showing up with a camper. If they do have a no. camper, is there local campgrounds close by that one could go there to? There is. Uh, on our website, there's, a, there's a links to all the local campgrounds. Uh, Emily Park is the provincial one that's about a 10-minute drive from here. Mm -hmm. um, the odd time, people will call during the weekend like, hey, I can't make it this weekend. Something came up. So, you know, there could be an open site. But, right. you know, right now there's uh, 208 plus 16. So 224 sites that are all sold out at this point in life. So. Right, right. So safe to say that isn't going to happen. But you got to cover it off with links that uh, maybe somewhere close nearby how about hotels, JP? Is there anybody with a room left or pretty well everything that you heard of is, is Gandhi? It's, it's gone pretty good. I, I'm not sure where it's at right now. I haven't checked in the last couple of days. Um, but it's, uh, I know by the time we get close to the event, there's always a hockey tournament this weekend too. Right. And you'll end up somewhere in Oshawa or Port Hope within a, like a 40-minute drive is the closest you're going to get. To this area. Well, it's still better than driving all the way back to Own Sound, which I had to do a couple of times because I didn't get yep. my hotel room booked like a dummy. Uh, JP, uh, family tickets. Now, uh, for the race fan, I want to come and I want to come Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I want the whole thing. How about a, is there a family ticket I can get or how's that all taken care of? And do I do it at the track or do I do it online before I even get there? We can do either or. We do not have a family pass for the autumn colors. We do have weekend passes. So um, an adult weekend pass is $65, which gets you the whole every day. 
Yep. Um, and it, it's actually, if you were going to come Saturday and Sunday only, the 65 is still a cheaper price than buying those two single days. Right. So basically it's cheaper than Saturday, Sunday, and Friday is a bonus. Um, we have one for kids. Kids under eight are always free here at Speedway in the grandstand area, not in the pits. Right. Um, and then I believe, I believe the eight to 12 pass for the weekend, I believe is $40. Not bad. Not bad at all. Now, uh, fans got to know, too, if you've never been to Peterborough Speedway and gone to the Autumn Colors Classic Weekend, trust me, you want to go see this. It'll blow your mind. you got the top competitors and more from all the different racetracks across Ontario and even further away. Gary Elliott, this guy that's racing at Flamborough as we speak, his next stop is Autumn Colors Classic Weekend at Peterborough Speedway. Uh, you can see the Quaker State Chevrolet, uh, along with other drivers from all over Canada and even some out of the U.S. are coming up. This event is getting bigger and bigger as we speak. Um, but it, it, you don't it, you buy a ticket to the grandstand, it doesn't give you a pit pass. Now, I say that at the end of the night, JP, correct me if I'm wrong here, at the end of the night, after the last car is parked, we swing the gate open and let fans go through the pits if they'd like. 100%. We've always done that. We do that on every regular night. Autumn Colors is no different. Um, and actually, a weekend pit pass is $90. So, you know, if you want to, if you want to have access to that, it's only another, you know, $25. And you have access to all the pits all weekend long. And it actually gets you into the property at 10 in the morning opposed to on Friday, the gates open at four on Saturday, they open at one thirty. So, you know, if, if you're here camping, you know, most people will buy a pit pass. So they have access, they can watch practice. They can watch everything else unfold too. Yeah. And now trust me when I say you're going to have eyes in the back of your head. Okay. There's going to be more race cars than you've ever seen on a property. When you hit autumn colors, classic weekend. JP, how many cars are you projecting? I know you can't say, we got this many, because guys show up under the woodwork all the time. What do you think? Our number doesn't vary much from year to year. It's always between the 220 to 250. Um, classes will vary much. Like, you know, we might have had at one point in life, you know, 40 super stocks. Now we have 25. Right. But now we have more mini stocks. So... You know, one goes down, another one goes up. Yeah. Um, well, looking at but Flamborough. that's normally the number roughly where we end up. Looking at Flamborough today, JP, over 50 yeah. cars are there to try and qualify for a 24-car start. Imagine that. And that's, you know, that's that's great to see because that's, you know, that's a healthy, healthy class and it's, a you know, it's good for the industry. Yeah, it is. And they're all going to be coming to Autumn Colors. You can just about bet your boots on that one. Uh, yeah. Prize money-wise, make no mistake, these guys are running for some serious dough on Autumn Colors Classic Weekend. Probably the best purses they've seen all season. Yeah, I mean, there's there's certain special events that will boost a higher purse. Um I know they did for the Allen Lanking, the, the mini stock race at Sunset had a phenomenal purse. I think it was like 16,000 for mini stocks. Right. But in general, we've always, and we never advertise it. Like we put more money in the super stocks, bone stocks, and mini stocks from about seventh to 20th this year. We boosted the center up again. 
Um, some got more in the back again. The B features went up, but the Ottoman colors is they're running for a lot of money here. Um, yeah. I don't know a total purse is somewhere in the seventy five thousand, I think. Um, but it's never been an event about the money either. Yeah. Um, it, it's the prestige. It's you know, it's the whole atmosphere. There's so much going on here. You know, it's sometimes when we go down south, we just go to an event because we want to be part of it. Yes. Um, and the Windy Autumn Colors is is quite a feat. Um, but on the same token, we try to put up like healthy purses. And every year, you know, we put more money into them. But like I said, we never advertise that we do it either. It's not like, oh, by the way, you know, now yeah. mini, you know, instead of 10th, you're getting instead of 100, you're getting 200 or something. I don't know, like just fictitious numbers here. But right. That's not what we're using to attract people. We want people to come here for who we are, what the facility is, and how we treat them. And the, the first money we hand out is just a bonus at the end of the weekend. Well, it's like Rick Walt said earlier tonight. Uh, one of the biggest trophies, one of the most pre- prestigious trophies that he's got his trophy case is one of the Leafs from Autumn Colors. That's what yep. he wanted. And that's what he's got. And he cherishes it. And rightfully so. Yeah, and that's, you know, that is what it's, I almost refer to sometimes like, you know, people that win Daytona 500 or whatever, like we have people in Victory Lane here crying because they're so emotional that at the end of the weekend, they want to feature at the Autumn Colors. And they did it. Yes, because it is, it is quite a feat to make it through here and end up in the first place. Well, I'll tell you, years ago, I can remember Todd Davenport, street stock guy from the beach. He would go to Autumn Colors, and uh, he talked about this crown, and I said, what are you talking about, Todd? And he said, well, kind of cool. All of us guys got together at Peterborough Speedway at the Autumn Colors, and they created a crown. So whoever won the race got the crown, but the deal is next year you got to bring the crown back because it's up for grabs. Is the crown still going today? It is still going. It was it was here on the 29th running, so I'm sure we will see it back here within the week. And that was something that was generated amongst the competitor base, right? Yeah, 100%. Nothing nothing to do with us. I mean, now we, you know, facilitate it, but yeah. before that, it had nothing to do with us. So, yeah. But it just, you know, it just things that just developed at this event and, you know, an event that's 30 years running, we'd actually be 31 years, except we had to take one off for COVID. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, the level and the prestige of this event just keeps, you know, we just keep growing it and keep working very hard, you know, to make sure. Like a lot of people always ask, well, what are you doing different? How is it better this year? And it's, there's never the one thing. It's just, we work on a million different things, different procedures, different ways to try and do things and make things flow better. And, you know, uh, this year, great. Like we have APC as the has the naming rights on the event, and Tr- Toronto Motorama came along too. Yeah, you know, two great partners, just to boost the event that much more, which is actually is allowing us. We're going to be broadcasting for the first time ever on GeForce TV uh, the whole event, all three days. Right on. So just, Friday night. Now that was one viewer question that we got: Is the uh, is Autumn Colors going to be broadcast? That answers that question. It will be on G-Force Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yep, and then uh, it'll be simultaneously sent to Racing America in the U.S., and then we'll be we're take delaying it onto Rev TV over two weeks. Um, but just trying to reach into the U.S. Just as you know, like if you 
we can send as many pictures and press releases out, but when you start seeing videos like what we've worked very hard on in the social media this year mm-hmm. and the promo one we're running right now for this event, you know, when you can actually see that event on TV, it gives a whole, you know, new respect and admiration for the event. And same like the Snowball Derby for a lot of years, we watched it and then it's like, we got to go there. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, we finally make the trip down. So hopefully broadcasting this will be the next step in, you know, raising it to another bar. Um, Supernova Fireworks, who we brought on board this year as one of our tra- year-long sponsors, did eight, eight, uh, eight or ten nights fireworks at the end of the night. They're doing a huge display at the end on the Sunday. Oh, cool. So it's going to be like like professional grade, like licensed fire department. Like it's going to be, fans are going to be treated to that at the end of the last checkered on the Sunday night here too. Uh, that's yeah, the way to celebrate it at the end. That. That's going to be cool. JP, all you put into this, all the emphasis, taking the comments that you get each year and activating all of that, that's what makes this event that's why it's 30 years, and that's why it's going to be a long time. Uh, and this event's going to continue to build and get better each and every year. I know this year is going to be spectacular. Uh, it, fans need to check out your website. If there's any question, if there's anything, uh, where's the best spot to point them? I know you're on all the social medias, but where's the best spot to point a fan to? We'll do it right now. The website has the most on it. Uh, there's an odd and colors tab on there. From there, there's all the pricing. There's a complete itinerary for the weekend. There's your basic timeline schedule on there also. Uh, there's links there to buy tickets if you want to. Um, you know, fans just have to know we do not have Interact at the Speedway, so it is cash only. Um, we're in the process of having uh, ATM machines installed for next year, but they're not going to be here this year yet. So um, so just remember to bring the cash. But the website will give them pretty well all the information. Uh, if anything happens, you know, with weather, it, it's October. Rain plays with us. Um you know, if, if we're changing anything, it'll always be posted on the website or social media. If there's nothing on there, we are a go 100% as scheduled. Yeah. So Be- best because we best. get a lot of calls. It's like, is anything different? Is it like, you know, if unless we post it, nothing is different. That's right. Best advice: be there, be prepared. Uh, and if there's a rain delay, that's what it'll be. Don't worry about JP going. Oh, it's raining. We're going to cancel. That ain't happening. We're rain delay. We're going to dry it, and then we're going to go. So, JP, you have set the precedent. You continue to knock this out of the park each and every time. And I thank you so much for the time on Race Time and all you do for our sport. I can't wait to talk to you after it's all wrapped up. Hopefully it's a bigger success this year than it was last year, and that'll be a tough bar to beat, bud. Yeah, but every year we almost do it. So that's, you know, um, and we're heading, I think we're leaving the Thursday after the call. Autumn Colors, we're heading to Oxford to run a 300 on the following weekend. So it's going to be I get awesome. a little bit of rest so I can hop in the seat myself after that weekend. So, yeah. but uh, no, it's uh, it's a very stressful event. There's a lot of planning that goes into, but you know, I've always got into this because I love racing and my family, you know, we do it for the love of the sport and we try to, you know, make sure people are come out here are treated amazing have a great time and uh you know from breakfast in the morning to live music at night 
you know, we try to cover it all off. Well, you do, and you do an amazing job. JP, thanks so much for the time tonight. Thank you very much, Joe, and great job on the show, and keep your work up, too, on your end. You betcha. We will. That's JP Josier of Peterborough Speedway, Autumn Colors Classic Weekend. Next weekend, you do not want to miss this. Last chance to catch excellent racing here in the in Canada. Yeah. This is it, Autumn Colors Classic Weekend. You don't want to miss it. That's going to do it for us tonight on Race Time Radio. Got to thank Sue right here in the RTR studio for doing all the graphics and hooking us all up. Got to thank all the guys at Toronto and Rev TV, and of course you, Scotty, at Sirius XM Channel One Sixty Seven for getting us out there. That's it. I'm Joe. Junior's back next week. Have a good one, everybody. See you at Autumn Colors Classic Weekend. Thanks for listening to Race Time Radio. Visit us on the web at www.racetimeradio.com. We hope you'll join us again next time for more Race Time Radio. Come on now, dig, dig, dig. Exclusively on your home for the hardcore race fan. Excellent, buddy, excellent. 